It's not worth winning if you can't win What happens when you mix a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, a criminal, and two mother-loving cake eaters? That's right, everybody. This is the Cake Eaters Podcast. My name is Brandon. That crazy person you just heard is Heath. And today, we have a very special movie that we're talking about with none other than Emilio Estevez as the, the star of the movie. We're talking... Emilio! <laughs> We're talking the 80s classic Breakfast Club, Heath. Uh, what a gem of a coming-of-age movie this, for the 80s. Nostalgia this, everywhere, Brandon. I love this fucking movie, and I constantly forget how good it is. You know? Like, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go a long time without watching it, and then I put it on, and I'm like, God, this is even better than I remembered. You know? It's just so good. And you forget, like, how many things that are just, like, normal now in society were, like, started in this movie and, like, came from mm-hmm. it. Like, so many, like, the way that coming-of-age movies are are portrayed and just oh, mm-hmm. all the lines, the one-liners, like, yeah. still live in pop culture lexicon forever. Yes. And it's, it's one of those movies... Um, because it, it, it's got three locations, right? Yeah. Maybe even, I mean, I guess you could argue even less than that, but you have, you have the library, the hallways, and then I get, I guess the closet, the basement. The, the basement yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're essentially, you're, you're, you're locked into this. It, this is a movie that could easily feel very claustrophobic, but yeah. it doesn't. It's a masterful, um, cinematic piece where you're only in one one like scenic location the entire time yeah. that's hard the simplicity that's hard the simplicity of it all is what makes it right like it, yep. mm-hmm. they didn't do like super insane crazy shenanigans like all of that was authentic like in if you had a saturday detention in the 80s everything that took place in this movie very well could have actually happened did you ever have a saturday detention here no, I never had a detention. And, <laughs> like okay. I was, I was not my bad. Yeah, listen, I, was, I, I, did, okay. I didn't mean to offend you, Heath. I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> I, I am offended. So I did get like so. Wayne public schools have seminars and detentions, and so like oh, okay, seminars okay. are like 15 minutes. You stay after school. You have to like kind of like read a book or something. You know, got a few of those because I had a tendency to talk frequently with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, one time, checks out. M- Mrs. Denaire, R.I.P. Mrs. Denaire, but she one time put me in the back corner of the class with a desk outline all the way around me. Like there was a desk wall of empty desk desks all the way around me to prevent me from talking to my neighbors. <laughs> it happened one time in homeroom. For like a month it was wild yeah. and so i would just like whisper talk at her and it would drive her nuts i'd be like Psst, Mrs. Denaire, i have a question and she'd be like heath 
you are not sound like a you sound like a fucking nightmare (laughs) oh man that was a real piece of work but those are all my shenanigans are always just cheeky and fun enough that like maybe i would push it a little too far and get a seminar but never so far that i would get a detention and get in actual trouble okay See, my, Does that make my, sense? And never fucking Saturday detentions. That made no sense to me. That must have no. been an 80s thing. Like yeah, I was yeah. born. I think that, that, that's in, an older an okay. Older thing. I was gonna ask you that because like I was born in 86. So I like grew up all throughout the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Like in, in these realms in like early 2000s, but like Saturday detentions were definitely not a thing. Like summer school was barely a thing. See, we had summer school was definitely a thing for my district. Uh, like my school district we didn't have saturday detentions though and then when we my district played it real fast and loose with the word detention yeah okay. um, like if you they they had they would like keep you in like during lunch sometimes like you would uh you'd go to lunch and then instead of going to recess you'd you know you'd stay in the classroom for mm. 10 minutes out of the 30 minutes of recess or whatever and they, they called that a detention like a 10 minute lunch detention um we got lot, lots of, lots of those as i was uh a lot, a lot of lunch detentions okay all right um, all right that makes sense again again along the same lines of you it was, it was just like talking talking or not not paying attention or whatever yeah. um but yeah uh i think the saturday detention was for sure that's an older 80s thing i think once the 90s hit and like parents you know you didn't have like like parents had shit going on on the weekends like you had stuff you couldn't you know yeah, well, like, like you, this you, was you a, couldn't like drop your hat and drive your kid to fucking school if you know on a whim just because they talked too much on a Friday. Well, they the parents had all fucking day to do it. This was not just like a two hour detention. It was an eight hour detention. Yeah, it's, it's it's a full other school day. Yeah, yeah. full That's school other, day. Yeah. That yeah. just seems very oppressive. I don't know what kind of fucking fascist state that was in, but like. Yikes, dude! Saturday in, detention for eight hours. The, the the fascist Jesus. state of Illinois. Heath is where. Oh I'm my god, Illinois, get it together! Yeah. That is rough. Eight yeah. hour Saturday detention. Like you got to now. Granted, some of the stuff that they did maybe did deserve an eight hour attention. Like you know, taping someone's butt cheeks together and bringing a flare that, gun. That's and, just you know, good fun. Come it's on. Good, good natured ribbing. Um, just everybody loves a good uh, tape. You know, a little a good tape job. And then eight hours to write a thousand word essay. The Saturday detention threw me off. But outside of that, this is yeah. just one of a thousand word essay is where I had the problem. I was like, Are you yeah, kidding geez. me? That's Go. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is a John Hughes classic. I don't know if you ever read or like I, I read Ready Player One, or I guess I listened to it on Audible, but okay. like that that book is like very into like 80s pop culture and so there's like a okay. whole thing on john hughes movies in that book and it gotcha. really digs into like this and pretty in pink but ah uh, man i yeah. i love some good john hughes movies i love a good john hughes the, the the bulk of stuff that i've gotten my john hughes nostalgia from Heath, and this is something we've talked about um yeah. before is psych psych is yeah. like that's just nonstop eighties nostalgia. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's what that's where I got a lot of. Like, yeah, it's a lot very of that very kind of similar to Ready Player One. There, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Speaking of which, every main character, I'm I'm ninety percent sure every main character in this movie, except for Emilio, has guest starred on Psych. And know, that's awesome. I know Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald for sure. Ali Sheedy had a recurring role on Psych. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and Al- Ali Sheedy is the fucking best. I love yeah. Ali Sheedy. She crushes. Um, and I'm pretty sure Michael Anthony Michael Hall was on uh, an episode of Psych as well. I could be wrong about that though. That's I the only one I'm not sure of. Anthony Michael Hall is uh, <laughs> at the one of the holiday episodes of Community. He plays the bully, and oh, yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> amazing and he like <laughs> dresses like um th- dresses like the older brother from the goonies that's yeah. how that's how he dresses in that episode of community i think i may have said this on that pod before but like the first two seasons of community i am obsessed with everything after that you can stop watching but the first two seasons <laughs> are fucking gold <laughs> okay but all right back to this oh back to john hughes so like what what are some so like some of the favorite john hughes movies because like when i watched Mm -hmm. this i googled it and i was like oh man i gotta look and see because i haven't watched 16 candles and pretty and pink in forever i just watched weird science not that long ago and that was that's that movie is something else too it's it's hilarious but the ones that i did not know that he like wrote or directed were the kids ones and my top two John Hughes movies, Easy, Home Alone, and Home Alone 2. Those are, those are one and two. What one about, and two. What about Home Alone 3? No, fuck that movie. I am, uh, I am wow. appalled that he, that he was a part of making Home Alone 3. It's not wow. that good. Wow. Okay. Not that good. And then third, third is Uncle Buck. Okay. I love some Uncle Buck. That's young Macaulay again, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. You know, the Dennis the Menace movie he did was really good too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not a huge Uncle Buck fan. Yeah. Uh, I could take or leave home alone. Um, yeah. Either way. Uh, my, I love Pretty Pink though. 16 Candles. Fucking yeah. fantastic. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is great. I'm uh, a sucker. I'm a sucker for Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald is, is a national treasure as far as I'm concerned. Okay, hold on. What is Pretty in Pink and 16 Candles? I always get crossed. Like I said, I haven't watched them in forever. Which is Pretty in Pink and which is 16 Candles? So Pretty Pretty in Pink is the one with Ducky, right? So that's the, you, you know, the, yeah. the guy from Two and a Half Men. So that's the one yeah. where she's like best friends with Ducky and Ducky's in love with her, but she's like going after the, the popular kid. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. That's right. 16 Candles is with Anthony Michael Hall again, I believe, yep. right? And yep. he's the nerd. Yep. And it's the, uh, it's her, it's her birthday. She's, it's her birthday. Yeah. It's um, her 16th birthday. Is that the, or is, is 16 Candles where he's like standing outside by the car and she like looks out the window and he's like standing by the car with the boom box? No, that's say anything. Oh, damn it. I keep getting these, these movies all crossed. All right. Keep it's, going. I mean, it's, 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 it's easy. I mean, all, all of the eighties romance stuff kind of like, or like, like teenage romance stuff kind of blends in. Um, but yeah, but yeah, 16 candles. That's the, it, it's her birthday. And that's, it's just like every embarrassing thing that you think could happen on your birthday happens to her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's not bad. All right. So what are your top three? I gave you mine. My top three, um, Breakfast Club is number one for sure. Oh, yeah. breakfast. Oh, shit. Yeah. Breakfast Club is probably tied for three with Uncle Buck. Might be better than Uncle Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is probably like top 10 favorite movie of all time. Okay. Um, I would do. 
I think I do pretty in pink number two, and then three and four would probably be a tie between Ferris Bueller and sixteen candles. Dude, I it's gonna be controversial because I know people like love that movie, but I am not a fan of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It is nothing but an what? unending. No, I, I like listen. Like, are you like people get very aggressive in their love? I won't, for get, I won't get. I won't get aggressive about but, it because I, I can definitely see how it's you, you know, it's not it's not everybody's cup of tea. Can I explain to you why I can't watch it too? Because this, this, <laughs> sure. I, you might, you might understand. Because okay, so Ferris Bueller's Day Off. His friend, um, the Red Wings jersey. He's he always Ca- in the Cameron. Cameron. Is it, it Fry? I think his last name is. Or it starts with an F. Cameron. Okay, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron is Fry. Cameron a Fry. great friend and Al- Ferris. Alan Ruck. Famous, Dude, is, who plays him on Succession? You ever watch Succession? No, I don't watch Succession. Oh. You gotta add that to your HBO list, dude. Okay, okay, adding that. But poor Cameron is sitting there just trying to stay home from school. He's actually not feeling well, and Ferris is just a fucking menace. And that movie gives me so much anxiety for poor Cameron. Like that guy. Like, <laughs> how do you not feel the anxiety for poor Cameron? And Ferris is like stealing his dad's goddamn car. Like what? A shithead friend. Like, just what kind of friend puts another friend in that kind of constant, anxious, like, scenario? Obviously, Cameron is going to have some PTSD from this. <laughs> he's going to, like, he's going to go to his therapist and be like, oh, oh he's, we got to talk he, about Ferris again. You can you can see the PTSD manifest itself halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. That's what, I can't even watch it, Brandon. Like, I can't yeah. deal with Ferris being such a jackass. Like, everyone's like, oh, Ferris, he's so cute. He's like, no, that guy is a selfish jerk. And I feel bad for Cameron. So, like, that's fair. sorry that's fair. for all my Ferris Bueller fans out there. But, like, it's not for me. And I'm gonna- I just... Feel bad for Cameron. On the so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my counter argument. Okay. In in three easy steps here. Okay. Number one. Yeah. Cameron Fry wearing the Red Wings jersey. Yeah. Iconic. Amazing. Yeah. Saves the movie. Saves the movie right there. Number two. Mia Sarah. Again, I don't think I have to explain anymore. Mia yeah, Sarah. Okay, so and then like, I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you on Mia Sarah. I'm gonna say number three is Jennifer Gray in her prime. Okay, and so Jennifer these, Gray in her prime with those curls, easily, I'm, easily one of the most beautiful women in the history of the world. I'm not arguing with that either. But once again, you know they are also wrapped up in Ferris's shenanigans. And could have been negatively impacted dude, by these things. But dude, Jennifer Grey with those curls and that it's like not, that like peach cardigan, dude. I'm not okay. That's I'm not I'm not arguing with that. But there's dude. just I'm gonna just, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a call back to, to one of our, our our previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, buddy games. I would <laughs> shout that box for weeks on end. Oh my God, Brandon. I just, do you, do you want that to be your personal brand on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> Chow, Chow, Chow and Box is 100% going to be my personal brand now. 
Yeah. So I'll make a shirt. <laughs> you ever heard of you ever heard of Brandon? Are you talking about the, the child the child the box guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Let me let me chow box like Brandon. <laughs> Good God. All right, hold on. So let's reel it back in. Do you want to do a it can be a quick synopsis just because like you talked about it? It's just one location. It's hyper realistic about oh, that's, like that's how right. I forgot, I forgot we were talking about Breakfast Club, not Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about Ferris Bueller and the anxiety attack that it gives me for an hour and a half because yeah. poor fucking Cameron just being endlessly like it's a it's a it is a poster but, child movie for but, um, peer pressure, he, toxic but, peer pressure. But he's Jennifer Grey, dude. The toxic peer pressure that comes from that movie. I can't even I can't even with it, Brandon. <laughs> Ferris I, should not be celebrated. He's a oh, naughty no, he, kid. He's definitely like it's that's one of those movies where like the main character is, is should not be the one that you look up to, you know, yeah. like 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 Fight Club. If if Ferris <laughs> yeah. is your hero at the end of the movie, you watched the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's guy sucks. <laughs> All right. So run run a quick synopsis of Breakfast Club because it's okay. Just, for, yeah, for, for anybody who hasn't uh seen breakfast club it's uh five five high school students meet in the library at high school for saturday detention eight hour long full day saturday detention Yikes. and it they could not be more different of a group of kids yeah. and then you know they they find out they have a lot more in common than they originally thought he oh yeah they most certainly do that's it just Saturday that, that, detention with the yeah. crazy principal so, and so the it's antics. A, it's, a, great. it's it's these five kids um, who are just sitting in the library together talking, and yeah. it's, it's very simple, and it's it it's hundred percent rests on cast chemistry, which is through the fucking roof. Yeah, one hundred percent, and the dialogue that yeah, that is. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, the dialogue. The dialogue is the one liners is absolutely great, and so. Now that we have, we're able to read the quickest and easiest synopsis in the world, do you want to <laughs> dig into? Let's say there's what five, six characters. We should just dig into each so one of them really quick. Five kids, and then you have uh, the, the principal. principal. And, you also, and you also got Carl, the janitor, who's he's a badass. Fine. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Drops some knowledge on the principal, and that's a good thing. And has uh-huh. him drink some beers while the kids are up there doing their shenanigans. Yeah. The kids haven't changed. No. <laughs> Like, it's beautiful. All the, all you educators out there, I'm sorry that your wages suck, but don't forget, you think yeah, oh, America they're, depend they're, on. Speaking of one one liners and wages, there's a line that the prince uh, is. I don't is he actually the principal? So the bad thing is that the wages haven't changed. No, but I, since this movie is is he is <laughs> he know? the actual principal though, or is he just? I think he's just like a he's like a like a vice principal okay. is how I like is some but something the, like that. He's not yeah. the principal. He's like a vice principal or something. Yeah. But so there, there's a line where he he's, he's screaming at uh, Bender, who's Jen Nelson's character. Yeah, he's screaming at Bender, and he's like, because he's like literally about to pick a like throw throw punches with yeah, him. trying to and make him goes, fight him. And he goes, "I make thirty one thousand dollars a year, and I own a home." I'm not about to throw that away for a punk like you. Ugh. And yeah, that that salary is about the same as it is now. About yeah. the same. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the exact same. And these poor teachers have to buy their own school supplies. So like we won't we won't get yeah. into. They, and they, you can't even write it off in taxes either. Your, hey, your but school supplies. Well, you can you can write off like 
I think it's like a hundred bucks or some bullshit like that. Hey, hey, we can't we can't um, educate your children, but you know what we can do, Brandon? Jet flyover. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But we won't get into frivolous government spending and Breakfast Club breakdown. Imagine if there was a jet flyer over at the end of Breakfast Club. That would have been oh, with Judd Nelson with the fist. Yeah. Oh, that would have been pretty fucking dope, though. You know, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah so, right. so the, the characters. Uh, who do you want to start with? Do you want to break it down? Do you want to start with the principal and then get into the kids? Okay, yeah, yeah. Since we already we already did the thirty one thousand dollar line. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's just continue going. Um, <laughs> And one of my fa- other favorite lines, well, this is, it's a line towards him is when Jed Nelson is like, oh, did you raid Barry Manilow's closet? Yeah. He's wearing uh he's wearing a Real dope, ass, suit. A dope ass suit, dude. Yeah. Dope yeah. Ass. My, so my favorite interaction of this whole movie is the Bender principle back and forth with the. <laughs> And detentions when he's like, eat my shorts. And he's like, all right, that's another detention. You want another one? No, that's another one. So another one. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I've got you for the rest of your natural born life. And then he's yeah. like, is that uh, eight? And uh, Anthony Michael Hall is like, I think it's seven. He's like, yeah. starts yelling at him for giving him the right no, answer. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he gives him the, the horns and he's like, I've got you for the next two months. Oh, next time I have to come back in here, I'm cracking skulls. Yeah. And that's what it is. The best part is when he says, when he says, next time I come back in here, I'm cracking skulls. You can tell he said that so many times because uh, Judd Nelson Bender mouths him. He, like he knows what he's going to say. Oh, you know I didn't that notice that. Yeah. I didn't it, notice cut, that. it cuts to him right when he's saying, I'm cracking skulls and John Bender like mouths it along. So oh. that's, a, that's his catchphrase is I'm cracking skulls. Oh, the, wait. <laughs> the other part of that interaction that I forgot about is when molly ringwald jumps in and she's like hey and then mouths stop but she like mouths it really emphatically (laughs) that is like these this scene is recreated and like nods to it all the time as like little shout outs i do this moment to kelly all the time i'll be like (laughs) hey she she hates it but i do a lot of things that drive people crazy so let's neither here nor there it's part of the deal (laughs) You know, yeah, <clears throat> but I love, I, I love seeing crack love skulls. I try to throw that in whenever I can. Oh my god! Oh, the other part of the movie that I forgot about is when, um, for from the principal when he tries to prop the door open and oh, he yeah, uses the chair, <laughs> the chair goes flying, and then mm-hmm. uh, he makes uh, Emilio put the magazine rack in front of yeah, it, yeah. and then what about the fire code, Dick? Yeah. And then he starts <laughs> screaming at Emilio. Yeah, he's like, "Get this out of here! Yeah, <laughs> what do you do? Why'd you put this here? Get this out of here!" <laughs> Oh, and then when he when he pulls, uh, we talked about him when he pulls in the room to fight, and and he's like he calls him a gutless turd. Yeah, <laughs> he calls Jed Nelson a gutless turd. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like screaming in his face. He's like, "Come on, hit me right here, just one shot, one uh, shot." And and then he like the final kind of thing for the principal I, that I really cared about was like he gets caught looking through the files, and yeah. so he has to give the. Carl, the janitor, 50 bucks. And then they end up just bonding and having some beers down there. But, oh, man. I I love that from Carl when he's like, 
when the principal's like, maybe we can just keep this between you know you and me. And he's yeah. like, well, what, what are you gonna do for me? I don't know. What do you want, Carl? Fifty dollars. Oh God! <laughs> just comes right out. He's just 50 yeah, bucks. fifty bucks. Right? Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite is just that first like part of the detention when the with the interactions with the principal and Judd Nelson and then when yeah. he when he pulls the pin that's my favorite part of the movie yeah 100%. the other the other the other great one is when um after he locks Judd Nelson in the room and he goes to the bathroom and Judd Nelson is climbing through the the ceiling or whatever and then falls yeah. down yeah into the back into the library oh he, yeah and he comes running in and he's got the uh the toilet, the toilet seat cover stuck to his pants oh that is so good too so and he's good. like He's like yelling at him, like, what's that noise? <laughs> what do you oh man? I just the prince Paul Gleason is the guy that played the principal, yeah. and he he absolutely crushes it. That's when like and the principal was bored as shit there too, so it doesn't make any sense. Did you see like the yeah. little cup, the pencil cup weird thing that he made? Did you oh, see, yeah, notice yeah, that, that part? Uh, and then when like, he spills when he spills coffee all over his lunch, yeah. That was, that yeah. was heartbreaking. I've been there before. Oh, that's nothing worse than that. That would put then he's hangry for the rest of the day. No wonder he tried to fight Judd Nelson, you know. Yeah. Uh, so all right, so that was the principal played by uh, well, I forget his name, it was uh, just it's his, his Vernon Vernon's his last name, yeah, Richard Vernon because Judd Nielsen always calls him Dick. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so that was that was awesome who do you want to go first for the kids you want to do brian the anthony yeah, let's, michael Hall? let's talk brian because the first thing i want to talk about with brian is he pulls up to detention right and his yeah. his, his mom and his, his sister are both pieces of work yeah real but, pieces of work yelling at him to fucking study that's what my mom would have done though yeah. oh you got a detention you better use the most of this time you better read you better study have your homework done for the rest of the week oh i saw mama d right there telling me to get my <laughs> shit together but the best part is, so after they after that little interaction, they zoom out and he's getting out of the car. Did you see the license plate on 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 his parents' car? No, I didn't. I didn't. It it's E M C two, like e, <laughs> e equals M C squared. Oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> that is Amazing, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is that is so so good. And then one one, one thing I want to talk about uh, before you get involved. One thing I want to talk about. Um, I touched on it briefly with with Vernon is the other thing they do a really good job this movie does a really good job of is like I don't I don't want to call it like subtle cues because mm-hmm. they're not that subtle they're they're pretty overhanded actually but it's like little things that tell you about the characters yeah and one of those things that tells you almost everything you need to know about each individual character is the lunch that they bring yeah to detention the, the lunch scene is one of my favorites yes it is and, absolutely one of my favorites and the when when bender comes over to go through uh brian's it, yeah brian's yeah. lunch with him because like, bender what are we bender, eating today brian yeah because yeah. bender obviously doesn't have he didn't know his parents did not give him a lunch no but so why for, would they for brian's lunch he's got a thermos of soup he's got an apple juice yeah he's got a bag of carrots yeah, and he's got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the crust cut off. Yeah, I love that wrinkle. Love every single, that. every single food group accounted for. Yes, present yeah. and accounted for. Yes. <laughs> and then I love, yeah, I love, I love the, the crust were cut off. So good. Yeah, so good. Well, yeah, so, and like he just tries to be like so nice and like <clears throat> the peace master, right? Peace like master, he tries. Yeah. To be the he's, like when everything he's always trying crazy. to butt into, yeah. 
he jumps yeah. in, but he's like tries to like like oh 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 like he'll try to like come in and be like okay guys let's just let's calm down here you know let's be nice. My my favorite thing uh, of his is when they're um, when everybody else, when uh, like uh, Claire, Andrew, and Bender are all talking, they're like yelling at each other about how how terrible the other, the, the other one is, and yeah. they're talking about the activities that they're doing right that yeah. they're in. And Brian's not in the conversation, but he's outside. And every once in a while, he just pipes up and he's like, "I'm in physics club." Yep, <laughs> I'm, in I'm, I'm in I'm in math, math club, club Latin and then, club. And then Bender stops, like stops the conversation. He's like, "Hold on, guys." I'm sorry, Brian. What are you saying? And he's like, oh, I, just, I just wanted to tell you that I was in the physics club and the math club. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brian. Like he's he's his only friend is the fucking janitor, you know, Brandon. Like, oh, yeah. uh, I love that. that was, I love I love that with Carl. I love that, that he, he's the only nice person to Carl at, at the school. Yeah, yeah, him and Carl are buddies. I thought yeah. that was nice. And then yeah. everyone's mean to him about it. It's like, well, I was always nice to the to the janitors and stuff. They're just mm-hmm living their lives man you yeah, know just be nice to them yeah yeah jeez like don't yeah. be, there's no need to be same with the lunch ladies dude yeah well, was, at, at the at the end you know then they're all nice to carl at the end yeah like he, which, even even bender bender's like i'll see you next saturday dude because he's there yeah he, he's every gonna be sad there. you're gonna be you're gonna be friends but yeah dude you be, be nice to the school staff life. dude i was always nice to the lunch lady sometimes they would like you know, I, if I was first, you know, it was nice to the lunch lady. They'd throw yeah. me an extra sandwich, you know, a little wink, wink, extra sandwich. Yeah. Always, yesterday. always mm-hmm. be, be nice, be nice to everybody for sure. But definitely yeah. be nice to the pe- people in like service roles. Yeah. Oh man. It's just, they're just trying their best. Yeah. You know? And they're not, they're not there for you, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, they, I've never understood people that are mean to like waitresses oh, and stuff instant, oh my god instant fucking red flag dude, dude, if i will eat the wrong food like that literally happened here i won't say the name of the hotel because it was just the waitress i told her what i wanted three times and she brought me out and it was like some like fucking pork haunch or something yeah. and it was the worst but you know what i did i ate it and moved on with my life like it just i still left a 20 percent tip Yep. Like, you know, it just, I fucking hated her forever. <laughs> like I do, I like that waitress is the bane of my existence. I will <laughs> never, ever, ever eat there again. But like, you know, I wasn't a dick about it. <laughs> I feel you. There's, God. I would say, I would say 90% of the time I won't say anything. I'll just that, fucking choke it down. <laughs> in that case, if she brought me like the completely wrong thing, I would probably say something. But if like, you know, if I asked for like no pickles and there were pickles on it, yeah. whatever just swipe it to the side or whatever um and then matter. yeah you i at minimum i leave a 20 percent tip i yeah you could literally like i could you if you were my waitress or my waiter you could literally walk the food out right in front of me look me in the eyes and spit in my my dish i'd still give you 20 percent yeah all right that's a little that's a little far i might throw up if they did that but like you know well, I, 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 I i wouldn't eat <laughs> i'm not gonna eat it but I, no. I would i would pay for it give you 20 percent <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just you know that's that's what you should do but anyways yeah, back but no, that's, to- a, that's instant red flag when people are mean to service people instant red flag get, get, get rid of those people in your life uh Anyways, back to back to Brian, back to the movie. Hold on. So we have to talk about the because each of them, each of the characters that we talk about, we'll talk about the, some of these main scenes. But like the circle where they're all talking about the real reason why they're in detention and Brian's story, we both got oh, that so was something he, well, he else. Had, that was something has, else. But like that was improvised. Did you know that? That was I saw that on IMDb. IMDb. 
that John Hughes just let them improvise that whole scene where they were telling why the, yeah, yeah. So, so Anthony Michael Hall's version of it is he's just starts crying all of a sudden because he was going to get an F in what shop class or something. Yeah. Cause yeah, he was, he, he had to make a lamp in shop and he couldn't make the lamp. Couldn't make the lamp. So, he got, so he's he going to get an a, F. Yeah. And so he's going to get a B in the class, no matter what he does, he's going to yeah, get a B be, instead best of best case scenario. He gets best B, case yeah. scenario. Um, And so he was, he was feeling really rough and he was going to end it all. Yep. He was, and, he was prepared to, to, to go off in in a in a blaze of glory yes and and so he brought a gun to school with him and that's why he he tells them he got in trouble for bringing a gun to school and then moments later clarifies not just any gun brandon but a flare gun and so and then and the Emilio reason, just the starts reason, laughing in his face after he yeah, says yeah, yeah. that. The, the reason he got caught is because the, the flare gun went off in his locker. In his locker. So, like what a moment in time for that is why he was in detention. A flare gun went off in his locker. So yeah. Yeah. I mean that was Brian, Anthony Michael Hall, who what? went on to play that same nerd character in a few other John Hughes. That that scene, his 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 performance in that scene is fantastic because, it, yeah. it, like you said, it starts off with him crying, and he tells the whole story about how his parents are are super crazy, and he can't he has to get an A. He's always got to get an A. So much pressure, um, and so it's like a real heartfelt scene. And he, then he brings the fact he brings up the fact that he wanted to kill himself, so he brought a gun. And yeah. so, like you're, you're, it's this these heavy, heavy emotions, and then, yeah, you're like, geez, yikes, this is yeah. rough, you know, and like then, academic pressure, it's real. Yeah, yeah, real fucking thing. Um, and like you, the feeling that he wanted to kill himself was real for sure. Yeah. Oh, but then he, then he hits you with the fact that it, he, he, was, he brought a flare gun. He was too stupid to get a real gun, and he brought a flare gun. And Emilio just starts fucking laughing, laughing yeah. at him, and then he starts laughing at himself, and he's like, ah. Oh, that was silly, you know. That's yeah. I wanted to, but there's not a lot of intention if it's not the right type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he no. he he wanted to, but he didn't really want to. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's great. The, the other the other scene I love with him and Emilio is when they're they're sitting with with Allison, and um, she gives him back his his. So Allison stole his like oh, pocketed his, his wallet. Yeah. So he gives it back, and Emilio's going through it, and he finds the fake ID. He's like, yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, you did this wrong, right? Your fake ID says you're 68 years old. And he's like, yeah, but I just use it to vote. Yeah, yeah, I use it. That was that line was improvised too. Yeah, he uses his fake ID to vote. What? Oh, I just use it to vote. <laughs> oh, that's still a joke that's ongoing too. I, I remember another TV show kind of went back and and reused that. No, that was and like when they all went through their pockets and shit, and she like Ali Sheedy jumped out all of her content and like then tells them she's a nympho we'll talk about her in a second we'll talk about all oh, that yeah. with her, oh, but sure. like so so good uh but yeah, yeah fucking <laughs> brian was th- those two scenes i love they were fantastic yeah and then uh all all the all the other scenes where um he's like trying to win over bender you know when he's like asking him if he's a virgin and he like makes the insinuation that he slept with claire yeah um he's just always trying to like like be you know get it be accepted by the the cooler kids yeah he just wants um, them to throw him a bone yeah, just yeah like yeah. oh hey it's okay you can chat with us we can be buddies today 
Yeah, and then when they're talking about like, wouldn't you know, if when Monday rolls around, where you know Molly, Molly Ringwald character Claire is like, we're not yeah. nobody's no, we're nobody's talking to each other again when Monday rolls around, and then him and Allison get all upset. They're like, I would yeah. never do that to you guys. Yeah, just trying to get trying to be accepted, you know. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Speaking um, of Allison, do you want to do you want to go into or is her name Allison in the movie? Yeah, it's Ali Sheedy's character. Her, her character's name is Allison Reynolds. Oh, okay. Did Let's, you even watch? Did you even watch it? Yeah, I I did, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've seen this movie so many times that like I like was probably more loosely paying attention than anything because yeah. I just you know like it was always on like TNT or mm. TBS too growing up. So like I've seen bits and parts of this movie a billion times. Like in like the first half of the movie, I feel like I've seen way more than the second half okay because like when it comes on tv you always start watching it but then sometimes it's like oh let me switch over to the game or you know and then like halfway through you're kind of you're out that's fair so that's fair yeah so there's that but anyways so, so, so we're talking allison next uh, yeah. ali sheedy let's talk ali sheedy's character allison ali sheedy I'm, you know talking psych the, the wonderful yang best. right yeah, she plays yang. Yep. what else is she's she in best. i i should have done my homework she, but do you have anything just off the top she, I mean, she's she's in a new um, show that I just started watching uh, called Single Drunk Female. Yeah, she plays the main character's mom. Um, she's fantastic in that. And then she's done. She's been doing like so, like uh, like side characters in yeah. like one off characters in like every, any sitcom you can imagine. I like she was in Psych. I'm pretty sure she's done a couple of Law and Orders. Oh, um, Short Circuit. Remember that classic. War games, oh, Ali yeah, war Sheedy games. and War Games. Come war games. on, that yeah. War Games is a super underrated '80s movie. I fucking love War Games. She was a yeah. uh, she was um. Did you ever see the the is it the newest one or the no not the newest the second to newest one X the X Men movie X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, I've seen all those. She, she she's uh, she plays the teacher. Like she, she's got like a you know like a thirty second scene at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she yeah, plays yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I remember that. Oh, okay. Ali Sheedy, she's great, but she's best in Psych for sure. Psych. She's real good in the, in the new show, Single Drunk Female. Um, it's, uh, it's hi- highly recommend that show. Um, for anybody. It's, yeah, it's my good. my favorite role of hers outside of Breakfast Club is definitely War Games. War Games is fantastic. Yeah. It says she has a she's part in, in Home she's Alone in Saint too. Elmo's Fire too, right? Yeah, Saint Elmo's yeah. Fire. I don't remember that movie very as well. Oh, that's an, we, we we might do that. That's another Emilio movie. We can do that. Yeah, um, we can. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What were you saying though before? I, uh, you, well, now I you, forgot. You were, saying, you were saying something. What was I? You, you, Anyways, yeah, well, right, right before right before I said Saint Elmo's Fire. Oh, um, it said she had a part in Home Alone too, but I didn't click into it to see what it was. She's the the ticket agent. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Ali, okay, so Ali Sheedy in this movie, she plays the um, kind of the the crazy the basket case, the basket case, and the, she the, like kind of gothy outsider chick. Yeah, exactly. And we're introduced by her. She's kind of weird and squeaking, and she doesn't, um, t- she doesn't talk for the first half of the movie. Yeah, my um, favorite is when she does the dandruff onto the picture as the snow. That is another that was, really uh, classic, 
classic moment of this so movie. Gross. Oh so my gross. God. For the listeners out there, Ali Sheedy is drawing a beautiful winter landscape and to make it snow, she um, rubs her hands through her hair very vigorously and um, all of her dandruff powders down. <laughs> So, um, so that was rough. That was, that was hard. That was hard to watch. And then her lunch. She... Yeah. So, so I, I have a, I have it written down because it's fucking bananas. Oh so my she... god. She. What is it? What is that? Is that like pimento? It's not pimento loaf, is it? Was it pimento loaf like that? Which like the little meat or like olive loaf? It looked like. No. Yeah. It was pimento loaf. Yeah. So. so yeah. She... Her parent, I don't know her parents. Or she, the lunch that was packed was a pimento loaf uh, sandwich. sandwich with like butter she, or mayo on it. Yeah, but so she takes the bread off, um, puts that aside, and then throws the pimento loaf and, uh, and whatever topping she throws. It, she throws it and anywhere. She just so, tosses it behind her. Yeah, hits the statue. Um, hits though, hits the statue. Right. Yeah. So now she just has the two pieces of bread. Yeah. Then she goes into her bag and she pulls out. 20 pixie sticks yeah yeah <laughs> dumps, it. dumps the pixie sticks onto the bread <laughs> yeah. and then then she takes a because so, they bought them all cokes so she yeah. takes a little bit of coke and she sprinkles that on there too yeah um, with a straw and then she grabs what i think is like captain crunch that's cereal. what i put yeah it yeah. looks like the regular it's, crunch it's, it's definitely it's definitely cereal for sure and i think it's yeah. captain crunch it's it's um, re- yeah it's 100 regular i've eaten enough plain captain yeah. crunch at their for our your former employer that i know <laughs> yeah um but yeah, so, so, so she dumps that on the sandwich too. So, and then she makes it into an actual sandwich and then starts eating. Oh so my god! Pixie yeah. stick, Coke, Captain Crunch sandwich, amazing. Sugar that sugar high from that. Oh my oh, god! Dude. No wonder it, she starts talking later yeah, in the movie. And she's making a mess. It's crazy loud. Everybody's staring at. Her. Oh my god! That was that was so, so like my big question from that is like was it mayo or was it butter or does it even matter what was on that bread it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter i mean i i don't the even, same gross was there for sure something on it i couldn't remember if there was anything on it if we were it, there for bread. sure was it was either okay. butter or mayo or yeah, one it, of the two it, does, it doesn't but matter at that it's point still then. the fucking There's... grossest thing ever okay and so like my other favorite part from her is when she is manipulating Molly Ringwald to admit that she's a virgin. And yeah. to do that, so she good. says that she is a nymphomaniac who um, sleeps with her therapist. Multiple on, times. Yeah. And her therapist is, <laughs> is married and yeah. she is screwing her shrink. I think that's how she phrases it. Screwing her shrink. And then she has another line where she goes, I don't think it's technically rape because I pay him. <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. Oh and my then gosh. before, before that, when Molly Ringwald, um, like, like right before that conversation starts, Molly Ringwald, uh, she's asking everybody, what would you do for a million dollars? And she's like, it needs to be like the most extreme thing. Like, well, like, would you drive to school naked? Is, yeah. is the example she throws out. And Molly, and then Allison, Ali, she goes, this is another one of my favorite fucking lines. Yeah. She, she comes in and she goes, I'll do anything sexual. I don't even need a million dollars. That's right. I forgot. About. I'll do and then right, I think right after that is when she calls herself a nymphomaniac. Yeah, I'm a nymphomaniac. And then, oh, and then Anthony Michael Hall is like, do your parents know? <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best line by him because it just like did such a good job of like 
portraying his innocence right as like the super nerdy like doesn't go out doesn't talk to people just him his physics math club friends and the janitor yeah <laughs> well that's oh, uh, that was so good i love what like towards towards the end when her and emilio are are, are starting to bond she, she oh calls, yeah she calls him sporto like yeah like, uh, like hey, sporto. Yeah, yeah i love that and then they um, fall in love and she gets the makeover she gets the makeover from molly ringwall and she's like why are you being so nice to me and then molly ringwall's like you're letting me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then she's always she's always stealing everything like she's oh, yeah, like Brian's right. wallet kleptomaniac she, yeah, yeah she steals Bender's after Bender pulls out the knife and stabs it into the chair she like reaches over and grabs it <laughs> she she steals the patch off of Emilio's letter jacket letterman jacket there's like six or seven other things where she like just in the back of the scene you see her reach out and grab it yeah <laughs> did uh were you like okay so this is like a little random but speaking of her and emilio mm-hmm. everyone left detention and were making out in front of their parents as not, they were getting picked up. not in not in front of their parents on their parents car like yeah on the hood like of the fucking with, car. with their parents in the driver's seat like yeah. they they they're making out like lunatics and they just hop in and it's good to yeah. go that part was just oh good mind-boggling oh, that's and it's the 80s there's no fucking way any of their parents are letting that go down no yeah. that's that why was the you, only part want, that was not believable why would you want to do that even in my it's, my, it's yeah even in my, like, my horniest of high school days yes. i was never making out right in front of my dad Good God, no, you don't want to hear about because then I don't know if it was like you, but then you get to talk for the next like fucking forever, where every time so oh, you know. I would I'm, honestly I would love to hear a mama D talk. Mama D mama never D. gave the talk. Big uh, Mike always had yeah. to, you know, it's like hey, hey, you know, uh it's you gotta gotta wrap I bet, it up. I, I bet you know, I bet that's eat. why you I bet that's why you turned out so weird. I feel like if Mama D would have gave you the talk, you would have <laughs> turned out better. That's she down to <laughs> down to business and big Mike's just kind of skating around the awkward stuff, you know. It's like uh like or, or my my buddy's dad always he never my dad never had to because my friend's dad would always give us the talk in public very loud like hey boys you, you just need to fucking wrap it up you're out running around use those fucking raincoats i mean that's not much of a talk please that's what it was got, all the time me- you, that that's all you got i mean i yeah. guess that's that's better than most people get I, I well guess, like yeah. well, i mean i did get the talk my dad it's yeah. just it's awkward you know just it was, it was it was fine okay you know you got any questions you know let me know yeah. don't make out on my car yeah don't you know <laughs> you can make it out in my don't car wanna, if i'm not there but not on top of my car while i'm in the driver's seat please. don't be getting anyone <laughs> fucking pregnant that's what yeah. it was <laughs> you have to kick your ass <laughs> anyways all right so that just i had to bring that up because that was just just like you i was like there's no way there's no way oh my god so that what the fuck to to, not to to, i mean to to bring to talk about other characters there's a it's like right before they leave to go make out on on top of all their their parents cars (laughs) and molly ringwald she goes into the closet where bender is yeah and they have their little, you know, like the little heat moment where they're, and she, the first thing she does, the first thing she does is she walks up and she kisses him on the neck. Yeah. 
That's not a first move. Neck kiss is not a first move. I'm sorry. You can't lead with a neck kiss. That's not it's a cheek kiss. No. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you lead with. Well, yeah. I mean, just lead with lead with a normal kiss. That's, don't and, don't go for the neck, the neck of all things. That's nothing says 80s especially high school make out like necking, Brandon. Especially because he's wearing he's wearing like two shirts. One of them has got a collar. You know, uh, to get uh, to the neck was a lot of work, Molly. That, Just go go for a regular kiss. I I can't even get into like the way that Bender speaks to her. It's oh, it's just, that, it's 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 rough. We won't even get into it. We want he calls her fucking cherry. Like that was I was like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's bump yeah. the brakes he, there. It's just wait, a, when this he, is a high school girl. <laughs> he he sexually assaults her when he's waiting. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, when when yeah. he's not waiting, when when he's hiding under her desk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's we won't we won't get that's, into that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole that's a whole eighties thing and not not yeah, understanding that was how, a co- how thing, yeah not understanding what is it is not sexual harassment. Yeah, that was a that was a cultural misunderstanding yeah. and, and a rough one at that. You yes. know, like we've we've since gotten smarter on a lot of those things. So we'll <laughs> yeah. just. We'll just breeze past that like we yeah. have to with so many things from the 80s. All right. So do we want to that was great with Ali Sheedy. Do we want to switch over and go into um I, I well let's end with Emilio. Do you want to go Bender or Claire? Let's do Bender first. All right. Bender. So and and Bender, aka Judd Nelson, aka the rebel, has a just a mountain of one-liners yeah. of just one-liner chaos um my favorite well my least favorite thing that he does is at the very very beginning when he hawks a loogie and spits it up (laughs) in the air and then catches it he catches his uh, it was the most fucking foul thing ever brandon i fucking hated it it was pretty terrible it was it was just as bad as the dandruff it was um, so much worse than the Deandre, yeah. in my opinion. He makes up for it though later on in the movie when he uh, lights the lights his shoe on fire and then lights and then lights a cigarette with the shoe. No, oh, that uh, was that dope. Was, that, that was, was badass, dude. That was super <laughs> badass. Okay, and then let's talk about his locker here for a second because yes. his locker was something else, and how he took over someone else's locker above yes. him. And so to get into his locker, you first have to get past the guillotine. Which you know, dropping the hammer on you there with the guillotine, and which then when do much, no, 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 but but like Unless it for opens, some reason you put your your foot in the locker. Oh my god! <laughs> but it opens up into like a secondary locker where he has his weed stash like quadruple bagged. But yeah, dude, that when he when he pulls out the bag, oh, when I, he pulls out the first bag and then the second bag and then the third bag and then the weed. I was like, that's that's. Like that's such subtle fucking gold humor. It's, it so is so good, dude. Absolute genius. Although I will have to say, like with him not having any of that Ziploc, you know, the smell's still getting out. You got to get well, that, that airtight refreshness. Well, I think that's why it's bagged so much is to 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 tamp down the smell because he's got it. He's got it. A he's got it like saran wrapped. Yeah, that's true. And then that's and true. then it then it's in three different paper bags that are like crumpled and. Like, you know, as airtight as you could get a paper bag. Um, oh, God, so I think that I that's, that's why it was like, you know, quadruple uh, bag. And to be fair, I don't think Ziploc baggies were super readily available like they are now. Like yeah. they were. Especially at his more. house, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez, yeah. Bags. That's true. That's true. 
Uh, but anyway, yeah, his locker was amazing. Um, oh my God. When he is like asking if Emilio and Molly Ringwald are together and he's like, Hey, why don't you close the door and we'll get the prom queen impregnated? Yep. That was rough. That was, that was rough. rough. And then when he was like, do you slip her the hot beef injection? That, that, I oh my God, that's, that's not as good as chowing on a box, but that's a good line. Oh good my, line. oh my God. Uh, hot, the hot beef um, injection. Uh, and his gloves, his gloves. In oh, the dude, movie. so sick. Oh my God. Did you see? I was, what, one of them has like up. a, one of them has a button on it. Did you see what the button said? Well, cause it was like, a, I didn't, but it, they were like, like driving gloves, like fashionable no, they, driving gloves. It looked like. No, they they were fingerless mesh gloves, like Michael Jackson. They were oh, Jesus, I yeah. I can't. <laughs> but lighting his lighting his sig or his J off of his shoe was amazing. Fucking super. Well, then he's like just randomly tearing the pages out of the books. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I, I was trying to say, I was trying to remember what his, uh, what does that say? What is button? Cause he has a button on one of the gloves and it says like, not scared. Is that what it says? Uh, I don't know. Oh but... no, not, not saved. That's what it says. Not. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Not saved. Yeah. Not saved. That's right. Yeah. His, his gloves are fucking amazing. Uh, so um... sick. And, and speaking of like, we oh, going dude, back to a, the, dude, dude, you can get them on Amazon. How much nice. You need to get those. Um, going back to the lunch scene, his oh, whole dude, diatribe. Ten, ten bucks on Amazon. That's oh, a score. Kidding? That's a score right there. Hey. No, but his whole lunch diatribe about a day in the Bender house. No, Dad. Oh, what yeah. about you? Fuck you. No, Dad. What about you? Fuck you. Smack. Yeah. That one is gets gets kind of like run like imitated a lot too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Any movie you've ever seen, I guarantee you, is taking something from Breakfast Club. Oh, one hundred percent. I also love that he hides the weed in Anthony Michaels Hall underwear, yeah. and then the principal like yells at him about his dope, and he's like, "It's in Brian's underwear, sir." Yeah, and the principal, <laughs> the principal says, so "Like, what would what would you do if your dope was on fire?" So, well, that's impossible. It's in his underwear. <laughs> I lost my mind when he said that. That was that was beauty. So good. Oh, I didn't hear the. Did you hear the insane joke he's telling himself when he's crawling through the ceiling before uh, he falls through it and just I, makes? I, I forget what it is. I, I I don't think I I don't think he says the punchline before he falls. No, he doesn't. He yeah. doesn't. It just I didn't know if you heard it. It didn't make any fucking sense. It was about some blonde. That's all I remember. Some blonde girl. Ah. Uh, that's and then my favorite other favorite from him is when he's like, All right, I'll distract the principal. Don't you guys worry, you go get safe. Oh, yeah. And he's in I'm an army, army I want to be an army ranger. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> so god. And then, and then when he gets into the to the gym and he's like, Oh, I'm going for a motherfucking scholarship. <laughs> yeah. Um, because on Pineapple Express, Danny McBride imitates that with the yoga ball, and he's like, yeah. I'm going for a motherfucking scholarship. <laughs> When he's trying to distract the two from yeah, the other yeah, guys yeah, getting yeah. there, you know, oh yeah. man, I just, 
there's so much breakfast club out there and other like movies yeah. and stuff it's that's fucking legit the, the scene when he when they're in the hallway and he he goes and distracts them that's fantastic yeah. yeah he's singing i want to be an <laughs> army <laughs> ranger <laughs> so good and then yeah he's playing basketball oh so good and then the, like the principal like trying to chase after him and like look through it is so good too yeah. oh i love it and then it. he like he like fakes the fakes the pat to pass the ball to the principal. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What well, did you notice too? He put one gym shoe on. Yeah, one. I think it was a New Balance too. One New Balance <laughs> shoe, and then he took one of his boots off. <laughs> oh God! I just I he, so Judd Nelson like it. He he got a lot of stuff after this, right? Like just these similar type roles. Yeah, he uh, got, he, he, he got uh, especially throughout the eighties. He got typecast as like the. The you bad know, the boy, rebel, the rebel bad boy. Yeah, um, uh, but he did he, great he in this the, movie. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he did. He fucking killed it. He was so good in this movie, and he's always got the flared nostrils going too. So you know, yeah, he's like he's agitated and he's ready. To- <laughs> yeah, his nostrils are always. That's how you you could feel the angst coming through yeah. every nostril flare, every single one. <laughs> Every single one. And then him, I, I love him and Emilio's uh like back and forth they have when they're like almost like they're almost fighting each other. Yeah. Those are so good. I like him with Brian, their relationship and like how they kind of like grow back and forth together. I thought yeah. it was always that was gold. Because Brian just wanted to be cool. So he wanted to be cool so fucking bad. And Judd Nelson eventually kind of gave in a little bit. Let him get high with him, you know. It was, it was, it was a big deal. It was very nice of him to share all those, all that, you know, like yeah. rolling everybody their own J. Like, if, say what you want about Bender and, you know, how hopefully he was coached on the way he speaks to women. But outside of that, yeah. like, he was a really good friend to them to allow, roll up a J for each of them and just yeah. hang out and, yeah. you know, make their Saturdays yeah. memorable. We, we we hope his his attitude towards women throughout this movie is simply a reflection of his of his home life and so yes. hopefully yeah. hopefully he realized he realized the error of his, of his dad's ways yes and then was able to make his own adjustments yes let's hope let's hope yeah but otherwise judd nelson the fashion the flared nostrils the one-liners yeah so good dude the triple bag of weed <laughs> Uh, just call, tearing call him, up the books yeah. and throwing him Emilio his... Sporto. Sporto, like uh, the nicknames he had, he called Emilio Sporto. Molly was Cherry. What did he call? Did he have a nickname for Brian and Allison? I think I no. feel like he did. I feel like he gave him some weird name. I think he just called Brian Brain. Okay, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but his his relationship with the principal and their back and forth. Yeah. So that's good. where I was at. And when he's like, he's like, screws fall out all the time, Dick. The world's an imperfect place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like, yeah. yeah, He's like little, like, fucking smartassness is great. Or like when when Carl first comes in and he's like, so Carl, uh, can you, how 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 does one become a janitor? And he's like, what, you want to be a janitor? And he's like, no, but Andrew over here really wants to pursue a career in the custodial arts. Yeah. The custodial (laughs) arts. That was, that was great. And and the fact that like, they really tried to improv as much of this as possible. I thought was said a lot about like the actors and like, they all went on to really good things. So it's amazing cast. Yes. Like, like Ali Sheedy, 
is fantastic. One of my favorite, like, I, I guess maybe you would call her a character actress now. Um, yeah. But yeah, fantastic. Love Ali Sheedy. Anthony Michael Hall is great in everything. Judd Nelson, I mean, he, you know, he's Judd fucking Nelson. And then yeah. I've already, like I've already said, Molly Ringwald is a national treasure in my eyes. I yeah, love Molly she's Ringwald. Great. She's and the, Emilio. Emilio. Yeah, I don't, Emilio goes without saying. Emilio. Yeah. I mean, we we talk about how great Emilio is every episode, pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk Molly. Let's talk Molly Ringwald. Let's talk the national treasure. Um, yeah. What did she what did she just recently came back on like the secret life of the American teenager or some shit like that? She was yeah, ABC she put, family. I mean, that's or, not that's not recently though. That was like fucking like 2009. Oh jeez. <laughs> but yeah, she played she played the, the mom. Was it really that, that long? Hour. That makes sense. Oh Jesus. It was wow. like it was Time. it was for sure when I was in high school and I graduated oh nine. Yikes, okay. Well, anyways, I'm old. Oh, it looks we like she's need in, to talk about that. Looks like she was in Riverdale for a little bit. That, that's okay. Recent. I love. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Before we get into her, one of my favorite things, too, is when um, Ali Sheedy's mom almost hit. She's Bender. in the, the Kissing Booth movies on Netflix. If, I don't know if you've seen those. Wait, hold on. Did you hear what I said? No. Ali Sheedy's mom almost hits Bender with her car on his walk into the detention right at the very beginning. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, Ali Sheedy's parents are <laughs> insane. Yeah, yeah almost yeah. hit. Doesn't honk. Doesn't do anything. That's <laughs> Anyways, all right. So Molly Ringwald, she a star of all stars, America's yes, sweetheart, national treasure. She's uh yeah, I I fucking love Molly Ringwald. She's uh I I don't uh, like for sure the 80s, like the 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 generation before me for sure, and then I feel like my generation as well, or maybe this is just me just because I I watched 80s movies and stuff like that yeah maybe other kids my age that don't have that connection won't understand this but molly ringwald was the the first like cool redhead you know oh okay yeah yeah yeah. that makes sense yeah like beautiful and yeah she was she was was the first like hot redhead you know in in pop culture like you had lucille ball the best it was, redhead, uh, black and white, the right? best redhead Most of all time. But she was more comedian. I mean, she's yeah. she's a great looking woman, but she wasn't like a, yeah, you know, she wasn't like a hot, you know, whatever. yeah, no smoke show there. Nobody would, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, I feel like Molly Ringwald was the, <laughs> Molly Ringwald was that was the first like redhead ginger that came up that was like, you know, I'm cool as shit. Yeah, I'm hot. You know, yeah. so okay. that that you know, I okay. I have a, spoke I have to you. a spoke as to you. as a fellow redhead, it spoke yeah. to me for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why she's a national treasure. Yeah. I mean, I I loved but her to, character. To confirm, to confirm your dates here, the Secret Life of the American Teenager was 2008 to 2013. Oh wow! <laughs> Yikes! Well, time flies when you're not having fun. So, um, <laughs> life is horrible. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. I'm doing fine. But um, plays a great character. Dropped off oh. in the Beamer. Spoiled nails, kind of like rich girl. Nails that's the spoiled like, rich girl. Oh, what's she, her? Speaking of going back to the lunch scene with her sushi lunch. Oh yes, <laughs> I love and like the the Judd Nelson's reaction to her sushi lunch is absolutely classic. And like she like gets has the chopsticks out, gets the soy sauce ready. Yeah. Um, it was and uh she really did like such a good job with that that role. Yeah. I and love her. her. And then her weird ass dad who's always giving her everything. Yeah, 
Because well, cre- she that, said that guy creeps me out. Like the scene of her in the car, like before she's on when she's on her way to detention. Yeah, and he's and the dad's like talking to her in the car. That scene creeps me out. I don't know why. I just get bad vibes from that scene. Yeah, I mean, well, she said that her parents just use her to get back at each other yeah. as they're cruising towards divorce. You know, mm-hmm. and then you know. Yeah, she just went after the rebel like so many With nice weird ass fucking neck kiss. Yeah, it's like so many nice girls do. Yeah, ladies love the bad boys. Yes, they do. Nice guys finish last, <laughs> but you should still be nice. You can be a nice guy and a bad boy. They're not mutually exclusive. Well, that's true. So be a bad boy, but be chivalrous. Yeah, a chivalrous bad boy. That's that's modern America right there. That's the, that's the heat system. Oh, the, I'm not gonna lie, it is. It is. You know, I wasn't wasn't always the the one that you want to take home to your parents. I was always nice, but you know, I just a little bit of a wild streak through through me. I feel you. So, you know, sometimes that happens. You've been there. Yeah, I do. I do. I do great with parents. Parents fucking love me. Yeah, most parents um, like me too, but you know, I just like to party. Brandon, you know, you were there. Yeah. Brandon, you were there, like on Tommy Boy. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rob, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely would not, I would definitely not introduce you to my parents. That's for sure. <laughs> I did introduce you to my parents. You pulled the wool over their eyes. They think, you're yeah, like good. I said, they fucking love me. You're great with <laughs> yeah. parents. Great they think you're fine. I think you're fine. <laughs> but okay, so Molly Ringwald, she like my favorite part of hers, we talked about it a little bit, but when she mouths stop when Bender Great. is mm-hmm. doing the interaction, that is one of my favorites. Um, I love that she goes and gets stoned with Bender. I thought that was super fun. But the, the have- whole the whole as a whole, the the scene where they're dancing is great. But, oh. but her dance moves specifically are fucking fantastic. When she's like dancing on the staircase. Yep. Yeah. That that is a great call out, Brandon. I forgot to put that in my notes. Her like her little shake yeah. thing, like with the head and stuff, that is a move that gets impersonated all the time. Yeah. And on the stairs, the location, it was amazing. That and the three guys, when they do their little yeah. that gets that gets impersonated all the time, too. Yeah. My favorite dance move of all those is the the one that Ali Sheedy does at the end though when she's like like convulsing oh, like and then yeah. collapses on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Love that move. Uh Molly Ringwall. What a national she doesn't oh, have any like best, special one-liners or anything, but like no, she's she, like she, the she sale sure. that guides the movie though. She goes on the biggest like moral journey throughout the film i would say yeah and i feel Um, like she's kind of the glue that kind of gets everyone talking i don't know she she is yes i would i would say i would say not everybody but she definitely is the catalyst for emilio and bender uh, yeah jen nelson emilio and jen nelson them kind of coming together yeah um she's kind of the she's the the glue for that kind of relationship um yeah and like i said she kind of goes on the, the biggest emotional journey yeah um realizing how she's spoiled and how you know the friends that she has aren't necessarily the friends you want to have yeah um, they don't like her they like the concept of her more yeah, yeah exactly whereas like i yeah i feel like she definitely yeah she definitely pulls much of the she goes on the biggest journey, I guess is yeah. the best way to put that. Um, yeah. 
What was what was the reason she was in detention again? I can't remember now. Fuck. Because Brian brought him about the flare gun. Um, Emilio tape butt cheeks. Emilio tape butt cheeks. What did fuck? What did but or what did uh, Jed Nelson do? What did I don't Jed know if do they do? ever say it. Like he's just always in there. Yeah, he's just always in there. Ali Sheedy wasn't supposed to be there. She just showed up. Yeah, I, I, that's the best. I love that when when <laughs> everybody says what they're in for, and then it gets to her, and she's like, "Oh, I I just showed up. I just, uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't have anything else to do, right? I think that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I know we've kind of talked about this scene a little bit too, but I also love like when they did the scene where they all like smoke the J's together. They didn't do the thing that movies always do and made it like they were like tripping on acid or mushrooms. Yeah. They weren't like crazy high. They know? were just yeah, yeah. doing like what happens if you would all smoke a J of the Bobby Browns, you would just get really giggly mm-hmm. and you'd, you know, laugh a little bit. Right. So, yeah, and then you spill your soul. Yeah. And then you spill your soul. Just a little, a bit of, you know, yeah. a little bit of good giggles. Old, good old Mary Jane. Yeah, it's not like uh, well, I forget what that movie was that they made back in the '60s of like <clears throat> where, but it seems like they're like on acid. And they're like, oh, the walls are melting. I smoked <laughs> weed. You know, I thought that they did a good job of just it's just kids in high school, yeah, causing a little mischief, cheeky fun. No. Anyways, okay. So, so Emilio, let's hit Emilio now. Let's hit Emilio. It's time. Andrew Clark. The pride, the 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 Letterman, the America's boy, yeah, the, the winner, the, the winner of Shermer High School, right? That's what it. Where, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Shermer High School in Shermer, Illinois. Do you, you know, know it's a real place? He think about no it. tolerance for losing. He is an athlete. He is a winner. He has speed. He has dedication. Dude, he has coach, power. Coach Riley, bro. Coach Riley. Man. His speaking of the lunch scene, his lunch is right out of the Mama D playbook <laughs> for an eight-hour lunch. Bag of chips, three Dude, sandwiches yeah. to I, I, slowly graze throughout the day. I I have everything written down for his lunch because okay. his lunch was amazing. So yes, yeah. yes. He has four sandwiches. That four? Like, I thought it was three. Damn. Okay. No, it's four. And they were like turkey or ham or some kind of lunch meat. Yep. Um, he had a, a banana. Yep. An apple. Okay. A half gallon of milk. Jesus. A package of cookies. And then an entire bag of chips. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Got to got to bulk up, dude. Got to bulk bulking up for wrestling season. He must be jumping a weight class. I wonder yeah. if he's like, you know, like maybe he's like 118 and they want him to go up and wrestle 125. Something like that for sure. Yeah. You he's, know? He's, he's in he's in bulking mode. Yeah. So, 8 hours, that's a long time. I would be, feel very peckish like multiple times throughout that yeah. 8 hours, you know? For like sure. I would need snacks. You know, you do like a Sandwich at the beginning, sand like like oh, if he has gotcha. four sandwiches in yeah. over eight hours, you have a sandwich every Two couple hours. hours. Oh. You know, it's just math, man. Just math. You're just grazing. 
throughout the day. But that was that lunch was something else. But the, I mean, I would have shared if I had four sandwiches. Would you, wouldn't you have shared with Judd Nelson, even though he's being a dick? It's like, dude, I got four sandwiches. You can have. He's got to bulk up, dude. He can't. That's that's well, that's, that's poundage he desperately needs. I don't know, Brandon. Maybe, like I said, maybe it's just me. I would have been like, dude, I got four sandwiches. You just told me a story about how your dad beats the shit out of you or no, he hasn't yet. But like after that story, it's like, oh, your dad beats the shit out of you. You can't eat. Here's the sandwich. Just well, just there was sandwich. nothing in that story about him not being able to eat. Well, I mean, just he didn't get his lunch packed, dude. Like have some empathy, Brandon. You have four sandwiches. You can share I, one. I have empathy, but not during bulking season. Okay. Okay. Bulking season or not, you can still get <laughs> gains with a Z on the end with three out of four sandwiches. I don't know. I don't know. Man. All right. Agree to disagree. I don't know how much he's trying. Season. I don't know how much how much he's trying to bulk. I don't know. As as a I couple real I'm, heavy I'm, lifters, you know, couple I'm gonna guys. Trust- that throw some th- weights around. I fucking know about bulking, Brandon. I'm gonna trust his dad because I feel like his dad has this down to a science. His, his dad, dad measured measured every gram of protein that he needed, and that's Ugh. exactly what he got. No more, no less. His dad made Coach Riley look like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> real, real lighthearted coach uh-huh. compared to Emilio's dad in in this movie. You know. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think he grows up to be a um a disgraced lawyer as well with DUIs? Andrew Clark? Yeah. For no, I don't know. He didn't I, I don't think it would be a disgraced lawyer. It'd be something like something like a disgraced politician. Politician. Yeah, like a state set, like nothing big, like a like a local city councilman, like a like a disgraced city councilman. That's what I see. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You don't see that in his future? ex-star athlete runs for local city office no because i feel like you got to be because in order to run for well i guess i don't know it depends on the city i think different cities have different age requirements right well i'm saying like in the future well yeah but i'm, I'm saying he's gonna he's gonna burn out before he gets to the age where he can, oh he gotcha can run, you know i don't know like, like bombay like, bombay was what 28 when he burned out yeah that's yeah. you can be my my buddy kale was is the mayor wayne he's like four yeah. years younger than me yeah but you're like 80 years old he's- i'm 36 i'm 35 <laughs> i turned 36 in two months he's the mayor of what wayne america he's the mayor of wayne america you remember kale don't you remember I, kale i remember Kale. was he the mayor when i met him yeah oh really yeah yeah Seems like he could have gave us a better a better experience during that trip then you know <laughs> he really really rolled out the red carpet for us huh? well there's not, it's not much <laughs> carpet to get rolled out brandon <laughs> it's like a, it's like a mile in diameter maybe a mile and a half <laughs> down <laughs> all right what wait what were you talking about emilio and okay so, so emilio so- is also like the poster boy of like misplaced aggressive anger because yep. he's got an emotionally abusive dad a lot of pressure from the sports. And so he misplaces this out towards others. And then he also feels like because his dad is such a psycho and bragging about all the bullying that he Mm -hmm. used to do, Emilio feels like, well, 
I'm not living up to the family name because I'm I also, bullying people hard enough. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got I gotta step the bullying up so dad yeah. likes me. I also think that's why he was making out in front of him. Because he's yeah. like, Hey dad, watch this, dude. Yeah. Gotta gotta a little watch, fresh makeover here yeah. from Molly Ringwong. Watch me, me slip her the tongue. Oh jeez. The, the whole making shout, out shout out on that box <laughs> god damn it brandon we should have never watched buddy games that, <laughs> we that episode was we a mistake <laughs> it, was. it was a terrible movie and it just led to it, it gave me my new catchphrase which is uh, not <laughs> good for anybody that's a, that is the <laughs> worst possible catchphrase for the podcast <laughs> like there's nothing positive about that catchphrase so hold on i um <laughs> I, should I, we make that the official catchphrase of the podcast? Should I put that on the logo? Like in quotation marks? Shout out on the box. No. The Cake Eaters podcast. Shout out on the box. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit BrokenForestCo.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. Oh my God. All right. Hold on. Let's, let's, we forgot one Judd Nelson quote that uh, still gets used forever. It's when he gives him the finger and he's like, can you hear this? Or do you need me to turn it up? Yeah. He has it, he has it upside down and then yeah, turn it up. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's and then one. back and then to the, Emilio, the Emilio's greatest. Yes. The, the greatest. The that, that still lives on to this day. He says to Bender, he says, Hey, let's throw down just me and you two hits me hitting you and you hitting the floor. <laughs> it's so good. And it's, it's that it's been parodied by so many um, a million like I, movies. I, like I, I was telling you he earlier, shows. the, the, the kid rock one is the one I remember the most where and you told me it's workaholics workaholics. Yeah. Is, is where it is, yeah. And it's, it's Blake, right. That says it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Blake. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He's like, he's trying to pick a fight with somebody at the karaoke. And he's like me and you two hits. Me hitting you and Kid Rock's ball with the ball playing in the background. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's classic stuff. I love too that he actually takes Judd Nelson down with some wrestling moves, and then yeah, yeah. Judd Nelson's like, "Oh no, I just don't even. I don't want to get a murder charge. You yeah, know, I'd have like, to I kill don't want to fight you because I'll, I know I'll kill you. Yeah, that's and you're, you're not worth it. Busts out the knife. Yeah, he yeah, that's when he busts out the knife and then <laughs> stabs it into the chair, and then Allison like sneakily leans over and steals it. Um, the other thing that people steal to the hoodie, the hoodie string scene hoodie strings, with Bombay yeah, when he's so bored and like is moving it back and forth. That, that's that, classic. That look too, the 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 blue uh the blue hoodie that that look has been parodied all the time. The blue the Nike tank top, people yeah. steal that all the time. 100 percent and uh, he looks he looks fucking ripped in this movie too dude 
Yeah, like very, he legit looks like a wrestler. Young, fit, like Emilio, one hundred percent. Because he's just a pup in this movie. Yeah, uh, he has that other like really great like the big quote that he has for the movie that's a little more serious. It speaks to people when he's like, "We're all pretty bizarre. Some of us are just better at hiding." Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't ain't that the truth, Brandon? Yeah. Some of us aren't very good at hiding it. <laughs> no. Not anymore. Now you just now is you can be as bizarre as you want to be, and that's nice. You know, yeah. let people be bizarre. That's fine. Yeah. I do yeah. feel bad for the kid that he taped his butt cheeks together, though. Yeah, that's the dude, fucked the up. Dude pro- the dude probably had it coming. Yeah, yeah but like he's probably asking for it. What was he wearing? Okay, hold on. Forget <laughs> it. Oh, okay. Hold on though. Hold on though. So. The thing that the issue that I have with it is that they talk about how hairy the kids' butt cheeks are, yeah. and then he tapes them together. So like, it, and he it, talked about it, it pulled it, the it, skin, it ripped ripped some skin off. Yep. So yeah. like that stops being funny when he mentions the skin. That like that's, that's like look. real that's bullying. Like that's fucked yeah. up. You know, like if it would have been like scotch tape. And maybe it's just pulling some hairs, you know, it's like a, a light waxing. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe you're a little funnier, but like obviously that used, was some I'm assuming he used duct tape. Did they say that? Yeah, he used? I'm assuming okay. it's duct tape because there's some adhesiveness if it's pulling skin. Yeah. yeah. So that was mm-hmm. that was kind of sad for Emilio's. And that's when he talked about like he did it for his old man because he wanted to, you know, well then the, the, the real touching- be number one. Yeah, the real touching part is yeah he goes into he did it because his dad, but then he also talks about, um, like he imagines like how humiliating that'd be for the kid to tell yeah. his dad yeah. what happened. Yeah, so, that was a, that. That's where the, they start pulling the heartstrings. I tear. Yeah. Up. Oh, that was like a really nice moment, like where you that that self reflection of like mm-hmm. the empathy that he shows yeah. there of that poor kid and like. I like when Jed Nelson's like, geez, our dads should go bowling together. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of fucking psychos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and they I, they all just like get super baked and then get really emotional yeah. <laughs> to chatting with each other. But Emilio yeah, plays that's all, the... That's all you need, you know? You're having some differences yeah. with people, just smoke a J about it, dude. I, I agree. Just fucking legalize it already. Well, I'll just calm down. You know, no more, no World War Three. You know, we'll just have Biden and Putin just firing up a J together. It's you heard it here first, folks. Like let's let's get the cake eaters pod. Let's get Biden. You you heard it here first. We're the first people to say this, guys. Legalize first. No, no, no. We're the first people (laughs) that are going to coordinate a four-person group smoke session. It's going to be Joe Biden. I don't know if Vladimir Putin, Heath, and Brandon, and we're just going to. I don't know if I want to be in. I don't know if I. I that's definitely if something world they should peace do. is at stake, Brandon. World peace. It's not saying I want to be there. Like if, I would if, much he, rather he, be watching the onslaught he, of TV let, we talked about. Let me ask you this before we get too far. If world yeah. peace is at stake, yes. Do you want me in there? All right, that's fine. <laughs> I I will represent the Cake Eaters podcast for the both of us. You're right. Yes. You would. You would make things so yeah. much worse. Oh, yeah. I, I would yeah. actually bring the peace. All right. So <laughs> I will be in that room with Vladimir Putin and Joe Biden. We'll get a cross joint. We talked about Pineapple Express there earlier. 
do a cross joint with the three of us and then boom, get let us hot box a room somewhere and world peace is billowing out of that, just like the smoke. Damn. You yeah, heard it here first. It's a much better idea than having me. It's, it's, out of, it's world peace is at our fingertips. Be, just be in the corner talking about chowing boxes. Not God damn. <laughs> we should have never done the buddy games. I just The movie sucked. It just, uh, it, it's carrying now carrying over. It's bleeding over into other podcast episodes. A beautiful beautiful dude it's it's bleeding over into my life i'm using that all the time now it's a it's like this beautiful breakfast club episode it, that shows the buddy games movie it, is like the fucking you, ring they're the one what's the movie with the video with the crazy the girl that, yeah the, the ring. ring it's the fucking ring i with so your mind. I'm, I'm gonna tell you i this that phrase is never leaving my lexicon it's gonna be exactly like um like when I was in when I was in college and I, I ironically started saying bro all the time and now I just do it all the time. Because oh, don't fucking bro me, dude. Don't you dare. So that's what's bro that, me. that's what's gonna happen with with chowing on boxes. It's just, oh it's, god it's damn it. There, We're just I'm gonna start cutting you off when we start talking <laughs> about it. Just jumping in here. Do you have anything else to say about Emilio? Otherwise, I have one last thing for us to talk about before we rate this um these on, on our cake scale. Uh, about Amelia specifically? No, I do. I do want to talk about. Are we talking about scenes next? But what's your next thing you're talking about? Well, I, I mean, we we like really beat the scenes to to death. With There's one we the haven't character. talked to. One one we haven't talked about yet, which is the hallway scenes, the mm-hmm. the running scenes. Oh yeah, which let's are dig my into that. Dig absolute into that. favorite scenes and easy to the, recreate. Easy to recreate, and I I used to recreate those all the time. Heath, you were uh, you played basketball competitively, yes. right? Yes. So you will know, you'll be familiar with this because I played it competitively um, all the way up through most of high school. You would go on tournaments or even not necessarily tournaments, just whatever. You you go play games and you would, a lot of times you would play on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. In abandoned, not abandoned, but in in schools that are not being used because it's a Saturday. Yeah. And so yep. in, in these tournaments, you have off time. So you go wandering around the school. Yeah. And I used to go wander around the school and I would recreate these, these uh, chase scenes, you know, I do the little, the one where they're running and they all slip. Oh, slide. They, they're peeling oh, out. The best. What? And, running and, around abandoned schools, just trying to fucking, you know, I would always try to climb up into the vents too, but. Oh, it just, wait, I did, wait, get wait, up wait. In, I did, I did get up in the vents a couple times. Um, wait. Hold on, didn't didn't they have like those little like barricade things to stop you from going into the the closed off parts of the school? They had those for us, like on so most some, of the schools we went to. Some of the schools that I, I went to had that. Um, uh, mo- all mo- of them had that for us. Most of them only had it on like certain sections. So like the uh, there was still like a big part that you could go through, and then yeah, where you could the, do some some burnouts. Yeah, the the cool ones were the ones that didn't have any barriers up, so you just fucking running around the whole thing. Free reign. Yeah. They they didn't they did not have. Have that. I mean, small town Nebraska did not trust us. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was on lock and key. Yeah. But that yeah. is that is a super fun one. And like I said, that is like imitated in a billion different ways yep. too. And like cartoons and like all kinds of stuff. It's just, it's such a it just it just goes back to like it's so realistic. It's not crazy shenanigans where they're blowing up half the school. Yeah. They're 
running and hiding from the principal to try and get back to the library because they ran, they wanted to go pick up the weed from the locker. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's typical. That's what you would do. That's yeah. exactly what would happen. Yeah. 100%. Whether you're in a big town, small town, <laughs> East coast, West coast, Midwest, like that's just in the eighties. That's why the movie was so popular. That's universal truth, man. As a universal truth. Like it, everyone had similar but different experiences to that exact thing. But so that, that was the last scene I wanted to talk about was the was the chase yeah. scenes. Because I fucking love those. Those were the best. All right. To before we do our cake ratings, we have to talk about the lead track for this movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- yeah, this one is specifically, but then again, going back to all all of John Hughes, all of the movies. Yeah, they all have the, the killer fucking soundtracks. Yeah, uh song by I had to look up the song really quick because I was like, Jesus, what? I know I'm a fucking amateur, but song by the simple minds, don't you forget about me. Mm-hmm. And did you, did you did you have class songs in in Wayne America? Did you guys do like did you guys pick like a class song? I, if we did, I can't remember. We always did like prom songs, right? Like, I don't know. Like, we'd always do like a theme song for the prom theme. That was just like a, a you know, like. We we didn't do theme songs. We, I, all the, our proms had like themes, but we never had like a song for it. We like did the have, theme would be based off of the theme song. Yeah. We did have a class song, though. Everybody voted on a class song. Okay. Um, like right before graduation to be like yeah. our song. And don't you forget about me was was my class song. Like vitamin uh, C came to, out to much when of I was my a chagrin. Senior. So see, vitamin C was one of the was one of the ones that everybody was rich or uh, voting for. Yeah, that was um, my the, senior year. What's the out. Green Day one that's about uh like breaking up with somebody, but everybody thinks it's like a nice goodbye? Yeah, that it's, I keep wanting to say time. Is it time of your life? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's the name of the song, but that's the the, yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. Um, so is that that one? Uh, that was actually my middle school class song. Nice. Um, but so I, don't you forget about me? Was your was my high school, high school. class song? Yeah, yeah. That's not, not bad. That's not what I wanted though. I was I was pulling for I I tried to rally everybody around a, a, a different song. Yeah. Um. It's called Wait, the, what was the other song? The the song that I was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I wanted to do the song Weekend Warriors by a band called A Change of Pace. Tiny little pop punk outfit out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, definitely gonna get your class of yeah, they know four hundred. I think it's about it like five, five or six hundred. Five or was, yeah, was class, class of five hundred. Uh, yeah. That's definitely gonna I think vote I got, for a small outfit from. Phoenix. I think I, I think I got seven votes. <laughs> nice <laughs> and and uh, all seven were for me. Nice, okay. Stuff in the right. ballot box, you know. So you know, this, every, this song on, means on w- something to you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, it means something to me because of Breakfast Club. Yeah. I don't give a shit about my class song. Well, it means that you lost. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. I it do was, love it was, this. It was an uphill battle, Heath. Okay. You know. Yeah. I was, fi- I was fighting the system. Yeah. You know, Damn trying, the man. Yeah. Trying to trying to pull off the underdog story and just got yeah. crushed. Just wasn't wasn't Some wasn't classic there for capitalism. You. Yeah, that's that's how I mean I love I love this song. I always say this to Kelly every time like we leave somewhere and like or if one of us go we work together and live together and so like sometimes we'll be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Nebraska for a week by myself just so we can have some space to miss each other. That's what I say. 
Um, but then when we leave him, I was like, hey, don't you forget about me. And that's nice. You know, that means a lot. This song, I feel like, had a resurgence, too, because of Pitch Perfect. Yep. You know, when they did that whole, uh, that was like the final. That was one of their their Ooh, final yeah. songs. And then, and then, uh, yeah, and Anna Kendrick does the Jed Nelson fist at the end. And she, yeah, and she hits everyone with some la, 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 la's yeah. at the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah I like a- Pitch Perfect. I think they're great. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed them. I like yeah. them. That's yeah. just they're solid. I, I, they're, <laughs> you know, I'm not a huge acapella fan, but I enjoyed those movies. They were nice. No, I liked them. You know, yeah. the sing off. Did you? Uh, speaking of hating acapella, did you ever watch the sing off? It was an acapella show with uh, one of the boys to men guys, Ben Folds, and one of the Pussycat Ooh, Dolls. Really? Okay. I never watched that. I do love Ben Folds though. Ben Folds oh. sucks. Oh my god! Listen, that show was awesome, and it was like yeah. a—you re- would have maybe liked it because it was like a real music show, right? So like okay. Ben Folds would be like, "Hey, you know, like we had it really nice from the tenors, but like the bass was really soft throughout the time. So like if that's heavier, we get a fuller, rounder sound. But okay. because that bass wasn't up there where we needed it to be, it fell a little flat in the performance. And yeah, I liked it, you know. This is a great Ben Folds impression, by the way. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Spot, spot on, Ben oh, Folds. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, what was, it, wait, what, what was it called? The Sing-Off. The Sing-Off. I'll have to, I'll have to, I assume it's on, on one of the streaming services. Probably. I mean, no, no. It, it was from like 2009, well, yeah, 2008, probably, NBC. Probably, yeah, oh, it's on Peacock for sure, I guarantee. Yeah, it might be on Peacock. It's definitely on YouTube. They, there's... Uh, the Whiffin Poofs sing um the, the Whiffin Poofs. Okay. Yeah, the Whiffin Poofs. It's like some famous group from Yale, but they sing Grace Kelly and it is dynamite. That's where Pentatonics came from. Remember, do you know the Pentatonics? They have some uh, fire Christmas albums. That's where I that's where I get some Christmas music going during the holidays. Yeah, I don't really care for Ben for, or for uh what Pentatonics. Yeah, well, that's where they came from was the sing off. Because it's an acapella singing competition that's about 10 years old. I just don't. I just, I just, do they do their own music ever? Or is it all? Maybe. I don't know. That's the only thing with acapella, right? You don't get too many original tracks. Yeah. Like, that's what, you know, that's what I, that's what I want. Like, I, 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 I get you can, you know, you can cover fucking Nicki Minaj or whatever, but like, well, that's, write, that's when write, it's fun. Like when your, they write your own fucking song, bro. When they do acapella versions of like fun songs, I, I like that. Listen, Brandon, don't hate because I'm going to come out with a, a Heath spoken word rap album and you know, you're going to eat your words. <laughs> okay. Sure. You're going to eat your words. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50-inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with a chauffeur. Well, Notorious B.I.G. from Juicy. Yeah. You, gotta, you ever heard of that gotta, song? You got to tighten up your flow just a little bit there. You're a little oh, oh, sorry. That's is a little loose on the flow. Well, yeah, you're, you're a little offbeat for a couple. For well, a I wasn't supposed to be on. On There's not supposed to be a beat. It's spoken word. I'm just speaking there's, the words uh, into okay. the universe. There's, if you're doing spoken word poetry, there's kidding, still a Brandon. fucking beat. There's I'm still kidding. a beat. I was just trying to bother well, they call it you, beat Brandon. poetry, Keith, because there's a fucking beat. 
<laughs> Give me the beat. Like Paul Abdul. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Uh, I am I'm, I am excited for your spoken word album though. I look right. forward to it. Let me know if you have any requests. Right now, I'm like, you know, you just juicy. That definitely nothing but a G okay. thing for sure. Probably have to throw an Eminem song in there. What about some Coolio? What about Gangster's Paradise? Oh, oh my god! Don't even get me. Of course, I okay. loved yeah. Dangerous. So. I think we've talked about this in, in length before, but like Big Mike loves movies. And so we always had like Showtime and HBO and I had no parental controls. And so <laughs> we would just watch Dangerous Minds together. And I was in third grade and I was like, this movie is great. Uh, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, fucking genius. It's what it wouldn't act in. I was in third grade. I just yeah. had no idea. I just thought yeah. that's how not every as long as yeah. as long as I didn't repeat the words, mm-hmm. I could watch whatever I wanted. Yeah. See, my I, my dad was my dad's a huge movie guy too, and he's the same way. I like I had zero parental control. I yeah. I I don't think I ever had an ounce of parental control throughout my childhood. Which oh know, geez, I had tons explains, of parental control. Oh, I had zero, which explains a lot. But. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the difference between you and I, Brandon. Yeah. I only had no parental control for music and TV. Okay. Lots for everything else. I, I was, my, my house was the wild fucking west. Dude. <laughs> anything goes. As long as you came back in the morning, good. <laughs> just, just keep breathing. That's yeah. all we need. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So I, like, I, like, I, like, I think I mentioned whenever we talked about Varsity Blues. Like, I saw that yeah. when it came out when I was like six years old. It's like, no, yeah. no business watching Varsity <laughs> Blues. I saw Jaws when I was in like, you know, first grade. Yeah. You know, uh, I was just like, yeah, absolutely. Just, you learned ridiculous. a lot about life. Yeah. You learned a lot about life. Anyways, all right. What were we talking about? The amazing, amazing beginning and end track with the mm-hmm. Don't You Forget About Me. And then the, the classic fucking freeze frame. Yeah, the freeze frame, the 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 fist pumping into the air after he got the earring from Molly. Molly, you know, just Mm -hmm. ah, what a coming of age story with these youths. It's so good. We all grew up. uh, Like I like I mentioned at the beginning, like this is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I I consistently, every time I go like a long time without watching it, I forget just how good it is. You know, it's always it's just. I don't think they're other than now looking back at it with, you know, uh, you know, like a 2022 mindset, um, cleaning up some of, some of Bender's, you know, misogyny and, and sexual harassment. Um, his approach to his approach to his pursuit of Claire, if we could, we'd tighten that up a little bit. Yeah. We got cold. Other than that though, not much I would change. All right. So speaking of your feelings towards this movie, how many cakes are we rating this out of? Out oh, of gosh. one to one to five cakes. I was reflecting on my cakes rating for heavyweights, and I think I went a little heavy with the cake on that one. Okay. Um, sorry, that was that was cheesy okay. and terrible, but okay. I it, I did I did like I feel like I think I did four right or four point something out of five four, four out four. of five, and I feel like that might have been a little too much. It's probably like more you of like a, you can't. You can't take it. The I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's it's probably a little heavy. This etched one in the, the cakey's lore. I know it's etched in the cakey's lore, but I would say this one is probably right there with heavyweights. Okay. As if I should have ranked heavyweights like a three eight five, 
to be honest. But so I'm going to go 3.95 cakes out of five for her. 3.95. Yeah. 3.95 cakes out of four for Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, I'm going to go 4.35. Okay. That's a good score. That's a nice score. It's a great movie. It's not one of my favorites of all time, but I will always like if it's if it's like you're watching cable and you see that it's on and you don't want to flip anymore, like you just park it at Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Good it's one of those movies. Don't need anything else. Yep. You just doesn't matter what part of the movie it's in. You're just like, oh shit, okay, Breakfast Club. Let me just let me just pop this bad boy on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um like, you know, like, oh, it's the end. Let me just, I'll just hang around for the, for the fist pump at the end. Like, it's worth it. Oh, it's absolutely, fist pump is all you need. You yeah. Know. Yeah. So, so anyways, I got, solid cake ratings. So, yeah. So, I, I you gave Con Air 3.85. Mm. And then I gave him, I gave Con Air a 3.6. I am always going to be generous on my cake ratings. Like, I... When I used to have to do well, annual except, except reviews. For, except for Buddy Games. That, that was not generous at all. No, like, Buddy Games. Neg- negative five out of five, right? Listen, no, I ended <laughs> up going negative three, I think. Negative but like, three. dude, fuck Buddy Games. Don't even get me started. That colossal <laughs> that was... waste of my fucking Saturday afternoon. We got the sick-ass fucking catchphrase out of it, though. So no, that's on. not a sick-ass catchphrase, Brandon. <laughs> that's not something that I want. Like, I'm not excited about that being brought into the cake eater's pot. It's It's... Not only is it brought into the cake eaters pod, it's in my life. It's it's something that we can no longer remove. And I don't know how I feel about that. I'm telling you, it's going to be exactly like what I did with bro, where I started saying it ironically. And then it just, it just got stuck in my, my vocabulary and it's there Uh, forever. I just, I can't, (laughs) I can't even as the youths would say, Brandon, I cannot even. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com.